Welcome to the Healing Happy Hour with Crystal and Vienna, two deeply unserious people exploring serious topics while cackling and sometimes crying. Together, we're learning to push back against the trauma of being a human in the world today through ancient wisdom and practices, modern therapeutic techniques, and anything else that moves the needle towards healing. If you're also sick of tripping over your own bullshit, join us while we create a sanctuary for everyone who is ready to activate the magic in their life. I feel like it's been nothing but technical nonsense. We're so delayed on everything. The computer and internet gods have not been with us. No. Which is so fucking wild because the feedback we've been getting and people who are messaging us, us. it feels like the universe has been saying, like, really get your shit together. And then every time we try to do it, it's like, the computer is not working. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. And it's such a pain in the ass. So it's like, what is it? Really? It's quite emotionally taxing. It's a lot. You got your, like, computer engineering degree yesterday trying to get, like, all this recording shit back up. Yeah. I am having some major issues with um, the audio on a brand new app. And if it doesn't get fixed, I might cry about it. You should cry about it. That's worth crying about, though. That's some shit. For sure. And all, like yesterday, all my nails broke because I don't know why. I was about to say, you look real cute though. Thank you. As do you. I did pull out the Tarte shape tape that you were praising to the high heavens. I knew I bought it a while ago based on a million TikTok videos that I've been like, let me see your tutorials. I be looking tired all the time. And I love it because it's very, I could just bap it with my finger and that's, that's really the only matters. makeup I've worn all week. Uh, you're right. That shape tape concealer. That is good. So we're here. We're here. We're queer. We're, I was going to say, we are certainly queer. And we're we ready queer. for a podcast. We are so ready. We've been ready. Okay. So it's been a couple weeks. You were sick. I was sick. Yes. You've had computer drama. Life drama. We've both been in a funk. But we also had some, like, wins that came up in the past couple of weeks, too. And I don't want to... I think you should toot it. Are you going to toot it? A little? We could toot it. I think you need to toot right now. We had... So I had my last couple community classes my yoga training and then I started teaching like for realsies at a studio this week Amazing. yeah it's really fun I've Amazing. been like loving it I'm I was... super proud of you because you were like I'm not gonna anything no one's gonna hire me and I knew that was not the case well, honestly I think it's so crazy because I am it's so hard to say it I am a little proud of myself girl you better no, like, be more than a little. It's hard to say it. It's hard to say it because it's so easy to like just brush off all of it and be like, oh, like it just started. They could still fire me or it might not work out. But no you know, like it was there was this moment last week. Our training program did a beginner yoga workshop and I was like the MC for it. I was sick. So I was like, I'm not going to teach, but like, I'll do the MC. I just I can't 
And so I sat there like at the beginning of this workshop and I talked for like 20 minutes, encouraging communication from like the students who were there to learn. And I was like, this is a workshop. This is not a class, which means that we are here to learn from you just as much as you are here to learn from us. And in yoga, like we are all always students, even no matter, you know, how much of a teacher you are, we're always here to learn from each other. So even like a brand new beginner, your first day sitting on that mat, like you have something to teach too. And, and it felt so good to sit there and have this conversation and lead it so confidently. Also like eight months ago, like when we first walked into that room, the idea of introducing myself by saying my name, where I'm from and like an icebreaker, two sentences in front of like my classmates was panic attack inducing. And then like, after several months, I was like, shit, I'm sitting here talking. That's crazy. From talking, from really not happy. wanting to probably be seen fully in that yeah, moment. Hiding. Yes. Throwing yourself into it. And like the thing is, the commitment, the time commitment and the commitment to the vulnerability that you have to be in that space is real. And for that alone, you deserve like a lot of recognition. It's a lot of time and attention that you give to the study of the practice. Thank you. Yeah, I was like talking to my therapist about it last week and I was like, I think the piece that I'm really proud of is that I walked in and was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking do it. But also, I don't want to go in with a mask on because I feel like so much of what I've done in the past is like walk into a new space and be like, this is who I want to present as so I can get the end result I want. And so I'm going to make people think I'm funny, make people think I'm charming and like distract and, you know, do all these things. And I would go in there with such the intention of who I was hoping they would see me as. And I think a lifetime of doing that has led to me being like, I don't even know who the fuck I am. I don't know how I would describe myself. But I went in with that intention. And I think I was really true to that. And it was so crazy to hear how people in my class then would describe me. And I was like, Wait, you got that from me without me having to You had to reach in your ass to get it. It was genuine. It came out because you knew it and you meant it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited okay. to see like what is next. But while you're while we're doing that, like enjoy where you are and just like savor this a bit and don't rush yourself. Don't rush yourself away from the moment and how awesome it is to achieve such a big goal. That's true. That beginner are. mindset is really it is beautiful to be able to just give into it. Yeah. What about you? What are you celebrating? I know you have lots to celebrate in the last couple of weeks. Thing. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh my God, what am I celebrating? I am state of transition again. My unfortunate divorce is final. And so I, while I am still grieving, I am in a way glad to have my maiden name back because I feel like there ever got to define myself for myself when I had it. And now that I have my last name back I know about who I am much more so than I did before I'm just taking it as a next step to see what what unfolds and what I become so that's that's a little bit of a celebration that I'm having what are we doing to mark the baptism of you with your name oh that's a good question I don't think I've even thought about it yet but I think it's I think it's going to be tied to the rebranding of Temple Honey. You know how you were just saying a moment ago that you have to really come into it without that mask. I feel more like myself than I ever have. There's just additional layers that are dropping off. And I feel like a rebrand is necessary. 
to mm-hmm. show a more authentic self. So yeah. I think that's what I'm doing to honor that. I'm so proud of you because you've really channeled into a sense of knowing and knowing for yourself of who you are and what you what you deserve. And I don't just mean that in like a relational way, right? Like not just transactions and relationships, but like this confidence and this knowing of just your value. It's been fun though. I'm happy. I think we were tired. And that is mm-hmm. why we maybe needed a little break and we come back into it for a little more confidence. We're gonna talk about it. But before mm-hmm. we do, shall we? Fall part. What you got? What you got in this deck for us today? Okay, well, since it's fall, I'm feeling very fall because the trees down here are stunning, okay? Leaves are leaving early, but also figuratively in terms of mm-hmm. their condition. They're gorgeous, the colors. And so I pulled Denise Lynn's The Sick Forest Oracle. And just want to see what spirit has for us. He jumped. Oh my God. Wizard of the Woods. There's true magic in the world. However, to experience it, you must be able to direct your intention in the direction of your dreams. Thoughts are things, and as you focus your thoughts, wow, focus your thoughts towards the, you will attract more positive experiences, bring people into your life. If you direct your thoughts toward what isn't working, you will create even more challenging situations. If you are pleased with the direction you are going, concentrate on what you desire, not what you want. To develop inner power, gather your energy, focus intent on one thing. Also, diminish activities that aren't essential to this goal. The spirit of the Wizard of the Woods says, put your attention on what's worthwhile and beautiful. That's what will make the best in your life. What you focus on is what you create. This is the time to choose. I love that because I immediately thought about like how it's fall. It's your harvest season. There is a lot of work. It's a lot. Like- it is a lot. Yeah. And it's so easy to rush through this season. I know that like I'm already so mined on holidays and Christmas and like we're even talking like spring break and next summer and I'm just like rushing through this like beautiful time. The slow down. The leaves. I hate it. I so <laughs> I know. And it's like the prettiest time. It's like I want to wear a sweater and some boots. I love it. It's like my favorite. Oh my god. I was just talking to a friend of mine, Stacy, via text. And I was telling her my favorite outfit right now is a black bodysuit and green cargo pants and like my Doc Martens. Ah, uh, then like 90s. a camel coat, a camel colored coat. Yes, it's all. I want to pull out like my army print cargo pants. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, I like I'm in the platform show. Ooh. Always. Yeah, I, I want to. I think I'm going to be channeling Aaliyah. I think that's where I'm going to be at this fall. I love an icon of ages. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. I remember when she died. God, I feel like I'm really going to age myself here. But this absolute sweetheart in my high school, his name was Javier, he went around and printed all these pictures of Aaliyah. From the high school library, which like we weren't supposed to be printing in color, but he went in and he like did it and he was just hanging up these pictures all over the halls and it, it was so sweet. He was just like crying as he was hanging them up and we just, we had pictures of Aaliyah in the halls and nobody questioned it for weeks. But... I mean, for real, because that one was, a, that was a hard hitter. I think my dad came in my room and told me, that. I was like devastated. 
She was like, she yeah. was that girl. That girl, yes. Yeah, she was that girl. She like, oh, and to be like, so I've already gone through a lot. And, you know, just wish we could have seen more of her and her talent. Like between, God, the way that jumped into my head, right? But even all the Britney Spears stuff that's been coming out lately, like those 90s era pop hip hop like those girls deserve so much better and it's kind of wild to think if we had a time machine and we could do right by them in all those situations and keep yeah. them safe like where would they be now if they had been a little more grace and a little more safety psychologically and physically seriously like what so what gifts what art could they be sharing what yeah. if we still had selena oh my god legendary what if we had all the girls who were at the girls legendary yeah that would be lit right they would be collaborating right now there would be there must be like one hell of a fucking collab happening in heaven or the afterlife or wherever that is i gotta shape up so that i can get to like where i need to go yeah (laughs) so i can experience these amazing things but one country for sure but yeah, it's funny. It's weird. Speaking of nostalgia, whenever my kids complain, they are just like sick, tired, but they won't actually lay down. And I really wish this past week that someone had told me to go lay down. Someone before this past week and the week before had told me to, okay, you're doing the most, go lay down. And I've been very worried about What a segue. Damn, that was good. And we are here to talk about burnout because it feels so heavy. I don't understand how life is just so exhausting and it builds up and it doesn't feel to me like there's any way out of it I was telling you earlier I was like I really thought that like when I quit the nine-to-five job like I was like oh fucker never gonna have burnout again I like found the cheat code and it's to not have a real and that didn't really work because it's just a symptom of being a human who's alive in a world that's really not very easy to live in these days there's still so much labor too that you're doing not to mention like all the labor and the the stuff that we're doing in our personal lives but also just like heavy energy uh world conflict all the terrible people that are playing in our face right now out in humanity just while that is also happening like we are also the day-to-day life doesn't stop it just continues to where you out while we absorb that too in the background and it's, it's like we're pretending it's in the background not in the background no. but we're just it's oddness of going about our business you know and what i mean it is crumbling like people are being slaughtered small planet with us there are people just streets over who are losing loved ones there are people streets over who cannot afford to buy groceries for their family who are living with heartbreak who are living with medical conditions that they cannot afford to take on and we're just supposed to be like going about our day let me create some value and pay taxes are you fucking kidding me like how are we just supposed to be doing this when all i want to do is spend all my time just hugging on people and be like are you okay how can i help what can i do for you seriously the great collectively makes the day feel like you are walking through thick mud you do because you can't stay there right but it's just 
dense. It's heavy. And even if we are paying attention or, or trying to not pay attention or whatever, long enough to things done in our day-to-day life, it's just so fucked up to think about it that way that like it's, oh, yes, like you said, a street over, there's chaos, but I have to get on this Zoom call. I feel like time to go clock in at the content factory and it feels like a denial of what we know it really means to be human and pretend that being human is only about being productive and doing labor for, I don't know, this tier of people up at the top. It's like, oh no, Jeffrey Bezos isn't going to make another million dollars this hour if we don't get all this stuff out the door. Yeah, it's just, it's odd. I I remember during the pandemic, like the first part of the pandemic, all this, all of this stuff that came after it, this, I don't know what it was on, it's like either Instagram or TikTok, but someone asking this woman who had been in America for several years, she got here because she fled the USSR as it was falling, the Soviet Union as it was falling. And she said in the time up to that, the weirdest thing was like watching everything play out on a world stage and in the media and whatever, and everybody just going to work and going to school and how odd that was and how nobody knew what else to do. And so I am in this process right now where I feel a little bit like feeling like some of that oddness. And I'm like, okay, me, the only way that I feel feel like I can take some power back in this scenario is to say, okay, what are the skills or tools that I have? What can I do to aid in it? Because I know everybody has the same role when things are, when things are falling apart. And so I'm like, okay, where do I fall in that? And what can I do whatever the universe has given me to put the energy out into the world is the opposite mm. of that sounds sorry if I'm bleak, but that's I feel no, like a lot of us are there it makes sense though right because our human brains search for normalcy right like they're searching for equilibrium they're searching for a way to just normalize whatever we're seeing. They don't like things that are new, that are aberrations. So of course we're going to be trying to like cling to routine and make things feel normal. I've been thinking a lot about like how that's our own individual inclination, but also how society really encourages that. So I grew up in New York City. I I was in Lower Manhattan on September 11th, and I don't it's it's been so long and it's still I still don't like to talk about it a lot but I was thinking about how quickly then the conversation in the news turned to well if we don't get back to normal then the terrorists have won and like so that phrase too right like how many times do we hear that phrase and when it came time for holiday shopping that year, it was very much spend your money, save the economy or else the terrorists win. And it was a little jokey, but it was also just what people were saying. And I think that in our like very formative brains is like, shit, yeah, we got to get back to normal. And I understand both sides of it, right? Like I understand the seeking of just normalcy in life. And I understand being like, 
this is fucking crazy. Let us, like, we need to grieve. And I understand why it's so hard. And we're grieving still now, like, the last few years. Yes, and it just gets harder and harder. Do you remember, I think it was, like, right around COVID. And this is, like, a recurring cartoon that's popped up over the years, but it's, like, uh, the dinosaurs and like you see the comet hurtling towards them. Oh my God, yes. And one of them is saying, oh no, the economy. And I think about that all the time. And I'm just like, that's literally what we're doing. Like the world is on fire. And we're, and we're like, like existing oh, no. through the economy. It just sounds so insane. Right. Yeah. It's insane as elder millennials, right? We've seen a lot of this course of our lifetime. And I can't tell sometimes whether or not like sometimes different generations like oh millennials are always whining blah blah i feel like sometimes we are they are really trying to get us to forget hey so we've seen a lot of shit there seems to be something very particular about what we have experienced thus far and the fact that we are all like hey i'm really tired the energy is very different i have a feeling than maybe previously and it's just so strange to me because I'm like, I knew this would happen. Eventually, COVID would pass. I'm making earmarks if you were listening. And everybody would tell us to just get over and, it. Yeah, get back to like it would, everybody would pretend it wasn't as bad as it was when it was really the fucking worst. And I just don't know. Like, I literally feel like the last few years still, for me, blend together. And this might be the only distinctive year that I've had since then. But that's a chunk of our life. And it's just so crazy. It's just weird. I th- I'm always still processing. I'm always still thinking about how not okay people are. To have all of this other stuff begin to come to a, a head again. It's just, it's awful. It all sucks. To see, to literally grow up during a war. To see, see it for several years more. And then have to see the heartache that is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is awful and all we are trying to like somehow emotionally trudge through our day-to-day obviously like we could have it worse way worse but like I said it does it keeps us in this zone of like how can I do what I can from where I am that's a valid question and if, you're, if anybody is feeling like very there's been a couple times where I felt, I felt powerlessness I think that's obviously very normal. I don't know. This is the best strategy. What seems to be working for me is asking, what can I do? Be who I am and with what I've got. Recognize that people hopefully are just trying to do the best they can. Yeah. Right. All of that. And more. Be lifing. <laughs> All of that and more. And yes. more has led to burnout. I definitely got some burnout and I thought I was getting sick. I was like, I thought it was like, I don't know what the fuck. I had like muscle pains and chills. No, a bitch was tired. Yeah. I was tired. Body was like, stop and stop trying to do stuff. Stop trying to do all the things and stop trying to load yourself up with more things. It was like, I think that's also like where that millennial piece comes in too because I think as soon as I think we're very quick to deny when we are coming into that burnout phase because we've heard so much of it's like 
you're entitled, you're lazy. Well, also just I'm acknowledging that things are a little bit of a shit show right now. That's not necessarily entitlement to call that out. But I think we do deny what state we're in a lot of the time. And I know it's not just you and I that do that. I've definitely heard similar stuff from a lot of my friends that the show must go on, right? You got to keep showing up for work. You got to keep doing it. I'll deal with these feelings, these thoughts. I'll deal with this all later. I don't have time to do it right now because I'm just trying to survive so I can pay the rent or buy some groceries. Oh my God. Or pay these student loans that are fucking due again because world's on fire, but gotta pay Sally Mae back. Don't worry. I haven't done it yet. I think I'm, I don't it's even like, know where I'm supposed to do. This is, bear with me on this tangent, but recently Lori Hill said in response to people complaining about her late stage times, she's always late. She was like, you're lucky I show up night after night. That's how I feel. My student loans. Lucky I even opened the email. Lucky that I even am going to reply, apply, reapply for this income-based repayment plan. You were lucky that she would see a penny from me. Because a bitch simply don't have it. Okay. I do not. I do not. I want to, I want Kamala and Joe to hear the same message I tell my children that I've told my campers when I was a camp counselor, you get what you get and you don't get upset <laughs> because that is the energy that they have been giving us for a long time now. Oh, please. Can we have um, some, some student loan forgiveness? Can we please have some like single payer healthcare systems? No, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And what you get is nothing. So I'm going to give that same energy right back with my student loan repayment. You get nothing. Uh, and whatever like, you do get, you could be happy with it. If you guys think I'm going to take food off my table, my fat ass will not. Okay. Absolutely not. I will not because, like, obviously, like, things are still in flux for me and they will be for some time. So, like, you will get what I can. And, like you said, yeah, I think that's the perfect thing. Student loans, you get what you can. And you don't get upset. She could break. We should. I'm going to tell that to the IRS. See what happens. I know. They'll be like locking me up in no time. They'll be like, don't, I know that you wanted to be, be spending more podcast, but here, follow me into the jail. They're going to be spending more to incarcerate me than I would even owe anyway. So exactly. The system is broken that. now, so let's not test it. The system is bullshit. I, I definitely get into that. What's the point? <laughs> Mindset so frequently lately. And that is also, I think, something that goes along with burnout for me. As soon as I'm in that burned out mind space, I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't fucking matter. Like, why? I don't even care. I'm telling you. And I don't know that I ever should really care about the state of the student loan like repayment office. Like, I'm actually never going to care about what happens to them. But, Yes. That is definitely something I noticed that, like, my give a shit just drops. And unfortunately, it drops, like, across the board, even on things that do matter when I hit that burnout phase. That's a very big sign, is having, like, little to no patience for anything. Little to none. For me, that's often one of the first signs that, that, like, my top level for BS is non-existent. My diplomacy stops. Attempt at masking anything simply doesn't work for me. And I just let the pepper spray. 
in terms of my attitude. Yeah. What a danger That zone. for me, that I don't care, turns into avoidance for me. So I'm going to avoid everything and everything. Like, I will not open the email. I will not respond to a text. I will not think about the things that are causing a little, like, in a normal time, it would cause me a little bit of stress and be like, oh, I got to get on that. I'm just going to totally avoid it and I'm going to shut it down and I'm not going to let my brain go there. <laughs> I have this like mental image of an inbox, like an old school inbox, not an email inbox. Because if you've ever seen me post a screenshot of my note, I have 157 unread text messages. And every time I post a picture, people are messaging me and they're like, oh my gosh, look at all those unread messages. I, I know. Okay, fuck off. But the mental image for me is like on a desk, an inbox, and shit just keeps getting added to it. And it's not even like specific tasks. Like I think that I used to think you could only be burnt out if you're working like a full-time job and then you have other jobs and then you have side hustles and you have to do this and you have to do that and you're on the PTA and you're doing this. Like that for me, too many responsibilities are what led to burnout. Like very tangible responsibilities. Very um, real things that you have to do. Which is true that can lead to burnout. But I also think what really leads to burnout is this buildup of things to process mentally. So like it could be things on the news. It could be a nasty comment from somebody. Like it could just be all these things that at the surface don't really seem like big deals individually or they seem like, okay, spend a little time to think about this and move on with your day. But it's just the buildup of never having time for something to process. And like every time you turn on the news, it's something else awful. Every time you open the fridge, oh, guess what? There's no food in there. Every time you go to the grocery store, you're blowing your budget on less and less food. Like these are real things that need to be processed. And right now they're just building the fuck up. And that's what that inbox looks like to me. And it's like process this. And it's just like fucking flowing all over the desk now. And like papers just shooting all over the place. And it's too much. It's just too much. And that feels I like could not agree more. That's exactly the image. It's like there is so much information and it sits on inner body. It sits in the air around us and just sits there until we are ready to get to it. And I feel like sometimes we're maybe like crushed under the weight of it. Like, damn, I'm just now getting to childhood trauma the last five years. Right. Fuck. I got to process all this other shit too. That's very real. That's a lot of, that's a lot of personal responsibility. I think there's also this thing with our generation too that's very much we are going to have to look at this at some point in time. I think that millennials are very good about being like everybody thinks that we're like cold dead fish, but I think that we are very emotional and very much into wanting to see an improvement in our mental health. Right. Most people I know are not being avoidant that they like did by yeah. all the things that are that have not been said or dealt with. And, and again, what that looks like when life is living, it doesn't stop. And your to-do list keeps getting longer and inbox is piling. And like, how can you even begin to process all that mental paperwork? You can't even stand up under the weight of it all. Right. And it's like, damn, I know I need to be dealing with this, but whatever. And I think that is where that at least for me, that mental avoidance clicks in. As soon as it's like too much, I'm just like, 
you can, there's no you can't put any more in here I'm sorry like you just can't put another thing I'm not gonna even read my email I'm not even gonna answer my phone because I can't take on one more thing in this in which doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good for me even like when I'm just like talking to my kids and I'm just like annoyed or frustrated by like the switch isn't working and I'm like I don't even give a shit well but like I'm not gonna tell them that cannot the switch was taken away for the 1000th time in your household because Javi and Enzo got into a fight. Why do they fight? And it's like, I'm not going to buy you another one. I'm not going to buy you each your own because I'm not going to reward you guys fighting. Because it. it doesn't fucking matter what it is. They will fight right. about it. If they have, we literally have, Javi had a bunny. And Enzo always kept taking the bunny. It's an Easter bunny thing that my mom gave Javi. Enzo wanted one for himself. So I had to stuff my hand in the bear to find the tag go on Amazon and find me that was just like that bunny this one is white instead of green they still fight over the bunny they fight they fight doesn't matter how many squishmallows it doesn't matter how many Nintendo controllers we've got it doesn't they will find it because that's just like what brothers do right right and I can't tell you my brain wants to just absolutely shut down when it's homework time i'm trying to get there and the cat is trying to trick me it's like that moment where like your house keys drop and oh my god not one more not one more thing not one more thing like when you're trying to get in the door it's all the things are happening all the life things are happening at once and people you're still getting work emails and you're still getting work ims and oh my god you're at the pinnacle one of your children starts to lose it over the switch, and then the other one loses it over the switch. I just will take the switch and stomp it in the street. No shit about Mario in that moment, or Princess Peach, Kirby, any of the other shit going on. What I want is to break thing in half the trash, make them churn butter, or something like that. Because I am just so tired. I'm like, be of use. They're kids. So they're, that's not not normal. I mean, I'm just trying to remember it's normal for brothers to fight. And when there is that burnout, you can't step in the way you want to. Like I want to be able to step in from a place of compassion and be like, "Damn, like you're having a hard time with this video game." And I understand that, that is frustrating because you are five years old or newly six years old and. You can't read this instruction here and you don't know how to do it. And every time you ask your older brother for help, he steps in and he just does it for you. And that's not what you want. You oh my don't want God. him to do it for you. You Were want you to spying? understand it. Were you right? spying in our house? Because it's literally it's like, like that scenario that happened. And it's like, I, if I can step out of myself for a moment, yeah, that is really fucking frustrating. I feel you on that, kid. Like, that sucks. You must be really frustrated right now. And I want to come at it from that place. But when there's all that burnout and exhaustion and this is the millionth thing I've done for the day, it's really fucking hard to do that. Yeah. And then it's also easy to add the guilt you feel for that to that pile of shit to process. Of, oh, God. Like, I got that one wrong today. And My God, nothing will make me feel worse than when I have a less than stellar moment as a parent. But I have to remind myself of everything I have done to be a good parent. 
that I know I've been successful at mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to make mistakes and also know that like we'll always apologize to my kids if I'm wrong that I heard something wrong and they might not get it right now um, but that's important to me so there's some things I'm like okay well, you still have to stick by this if you like had a lesson still a moment but trying to I guess take never too late for me to turn it around and sometimes like those moments would be the thing that ropes me back in because mm-hmm. they can't control anything on that I'm worried about but I can control my action in this moment because the energy that I put out to them will ripple I pray yeah and that's just part of the like never-ending onslaught of what it means to be a parent in 2023 in this fucking capitalist hellscape that I'll have that moment with my kids in the morning and then we're rushing out to the bus stop and everybody's frazzled and everybody's crazy and as we're waiting for the bus I think what if today it's my kid's school what if today there's a school shooter and this is how we spent the morning and like that's what we then get to sit with because of the trauma of the never-ending news cycle that every day there is another mass shooting in this country and we take that on and we have to send our kids out into the world knowing that damn i'm sorry this is like such a bummer but it's real because this is what contributes this is what contributes to where we are and this is why we get so tired that we have to just stop that it's that's terrifying what you said is terrifying but it's real and that's why like when people are like oh i want kids i get it get why they this shit is hard I never rag on anybody when they say they kids. Because you're like, look what the fucking world is today. Yeah. Every day will break your fucking heart. Every, every fucking, day. Yeah. And even if you don't have kids, every day is breaking your heart. And it just compounds it to have these little humans there. Yeah. Fucking hard to Especially be when you're still trying to take care of the little human in you. Which I think so many of us are still trying to do desperately. It's find honor who we are outside of just adulthood in capitalism like yeah we are still yes we are adults in terms of like our bodies and whatever but what does it mean to be an adult outside of just working and in those questions is where i'm like okay knowing what i do know very honest about what i don't know can i try to find a way to cultivate joy in the middle of that and it feels heavy how can i just i need to rest because i think of it i hope this is not like too weirdly esoteric but when i think of it in those terms it's another thing that kind of helps me get back out of the spiral yeah there's something about about something in such a large constant way of being like he said, what does any of this mean? Adulthood isn't just, is adulthood just mean like you work and you're in an endless capitalistic loop? It can't be just that. So what is it? Right. What is it that is defining about being a human? And it's not, monkeys can use tools. And no disrespect to monkeys because like I have big feels for Darwin, the Ikea monkey. Oh my God. His... You know, I check in with him annually. Mm-hmm. But what can humans do that only humans can do? I was at this workshop the other day and the instructor, it was like the best fucking workshop I've ever done in my life. But the instructor was saying, 
humans are the only species that can play the guitar and sing and create Stairway to Heaven. No other species could evolve to have done that. And it's like, so what is that? We create, like we make beauty. That is something that like we are capable of doing is feeling something and creating something out of that emotion and sharing it with others. That for me has nothing to do with making money or doing anything productive. Sure. Okay. Like in the example of Stairway to Heaven, like, yes, that obviously made a lot of money that came out of it, but nobody's doing that for the sake of the money. You create to create because it's beautiful and you can't not create. And in every day, there's less and less time to create just for the sake of creating something beautiful. And that's bullshit. For the sake? For the sake of it. Just for the sake of it. Because you can't not. Because if you're a poet, that is how you process the world, right? Like you are writing poetry because you can't not. Because it is pouring out of you and it hurts not to do it. If you are a musician, you need to create that music. You need to play music. You're going to hear it that way. And when our world doesn't create the time or the space for us to be able to do that, it's it's holding it in and it hurts. Yeah, it just creates more pain for people to work through. I it's always weird. I always like shy away from saying healer. Because there's something very egoy about it. It sounds like there's something mm. very egoy about it. And this by the way, y'all, this is the trouble that I have problems with every creative mastermind and every business workshop is that I'm like, but I don't like how that's even if it's like a thing, even if it's true. Mm -hmm. But that is my role. Like we talk about like roles within like society. That is my role. I am the witch bitch. I am the healer hippie weirdo. And the whole year has been like me not shying away from some of those titles, trying to lean into more or phrase them in a way that makes me feel really comfortable and feels authentic to me and in that role of being a healer I feel like what I'll have to do like you said earlier is like holding space for people and find the empowerment of trying to get through those heavier energies because if I could put them out to one person maybe they can out to someone else and then that person to someone else just pray that energy has a ripple effect into the world and I feel like no matter what you believe in that your spiritual or your energy or your energetic body needs that needs that and I'm like okay so let me see how I can use this let me see how I can find a way to bring joy with this and all I know is I've been finding it really hard this year because I it's a year of processing been a year processing for me I'm really tired even after I separated and I moved I was so tired I don't remember I normally remember every dream I have I didn't remember dreams for months I was sleeping so hard I was in bed every night at nine I was so burnt out it's been a lifetime of getting burnt out uh -huh. and it keeps piling up on top of it even while we are trying to heal from that but it's yeah, we even a couple months of 
healing from it. It's not enough. It's a lifetime, and it keeps piling up in the meantime. We know we have so many things that we don't have control over, and we, we know that we might not be able to put a halt to all the things that are causing some of that burnout. We know that life is going to lie. We know that the world is going to do what it's doing. You're talking about claiming or stepping into the title of healer reminded me of another anecdote that the instructor at that workshop talked about and you've probably heard this before but I'm going to share it anyway just because I've been thinking about it for the past week since he said it there was like a group class or there there was something and at the end the leader was like oh any questions and a woman raised her hand and was like yes what is the meaning of life and everybody around her just laughed and kept packing their stuff to go and the leader walked over to her and gave her a little mirror and he was like this, like, this is the answer to the meaning of life and just like like what like am I supposed to look at my reflection and he turned the lights off and he lit a candle and he had her point the mirror there to reflect it and he said the meaning of life is that there's two ways to light a space like you can light the candle and you can be the flame or you can reflect it and you can share it with somebody else That's and I fair. think so much of being a healer or just being a human right like a good human and whatever it is we can't all light the candle but like we all can reflect the light that we see i'm telling you and, holy shit right a bar that's a bar i've been thinking about that so much that i'm just like how am i reflecting the light in different interactions and there's times that it's a hell of a lot harder to reflect the light when you are burned out, right? Like your mirror is foggy and cloudy and dirty and smudged when you have not had a chance to wipe it down because you just have the, taken on more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that's another. There's so many. The world has enough people that are like, we all can't be the same. We all have that role. And there is more than one way, no matter what role we have. We are deserving of rest. We can do anything if we are empty. We say, we say that like to moms and stuff like that, but it's not just it's not just for moms. It's for everyone. You cannot keep what you expect to receive if you were coming from a space of emptiness. You can't pour from an empty cup. You're not going to. What are you going to be reflecting if you were absolutely just too tired to even show? And it's under yeah. understandable why people are. We're fucking tired. We all are. I don't care if you're like, oh, this is like a buffer summer mom. Great. Right. Awesome. Imagine how much better it could be if you <laughs> if this wasn't a fucking hellscape. Imagine how much better it could be. Yeah. Um I feel like fucking Vecna was gonna descend upon your town. Like for real though. You had mentioned a little bit about what burnout feels like for what in your um, body or in your mind lets you know that it's burnout so i will say as a cancer the first thing that's going to go is my attitude because i'm tired and i subconsciously can't even realize i'm tired i am yet and i'm like running on fumes i just i'm an angry little bird and i get withdrawn so I could use a lot of help but i don't ask for it or i i want to talk but i don't know but i just get i'm a typical cancer in that way i get moody and i get withdrawn and then I get sad. Mm. And I stop doing stuff. Or if I have the energy to continue on doing stuff, I'm going to bed much later. I am not eating very well, moving my body with any kind of intention. I'm letting a lot of shit slide. 
my patients just starts to wear the first physical sign that kind of shows up in is tension and hold my jaw. Mm -hmm. I start to bite my tongue all night in my sleep. I went to the dentist and she was like, oh my God, do you have a geographic tongue? I was like, no, I don't. My tongue was like dented. It was literally mm -hmm. from me pushing the shit out of my teeth while I slept. Like, jaw hurting that. Burnout is very sneaky. Very slowly falling dominoes. Just one by one starts to form this picture that's pretty shitty. And it's if you don't listen, if you're not like, why am I so moody? Why am I so tired? I can't start to back off or start asking for help. That burnout for me always makes me sick. Oh, I got like wow. the flu and strep within two weeks of each other one time because I was so burned out. I didn't listen. Yeah, it is just like an avalanche, right? Where you have these little signs up front, but it's so easy just to brush those off or to be like, I don't got the time for this right now. Um, and it gradually builds and then it comes fucking barreling through that it's like, it demands to be noticed. And what is that phrase, man? Like, I know we've probably heard it before. I'll probably say it much less artfully, but if you um, give your body rest, your body will force you to rest. Mm. but yeah. that's exactly what happens your body's just like where the fuck do you think you're going so for me it's more like big on like avoidance withdrawing just disassociating fully and like a numbness really that kicks in but I also get really sensitive I'm, I'm never gonna let somebody see that I'm not gonna let, show somebody but any perceived no not even any perceived slight because like I am sensitive to that in general but like any interaction I will find something in there as like evidence of things I'm doing wrong and it's just yeah more fuel to the fire okay like I'm not going to pick that fight and I'm not going to fight back on it but I more allow things to confirm negative self-talk for me yeah and I can't sleep for shit like I have the worst sleep that I'm always tired when I'm in this mental space but can't sleep at all. Like I'm just exhausted, which then is like every interaction is just colored by it. And I think I started to realize that past stints of too much alcohol was my attempts at self-medicating through that because I would be like, all right, I'll have a glass of two or wine of wine at the end of the night and like try to set myself up for sleep. And it was just a cycle, right? That I'm like, all right, I need this to sleep, but also my sleep isn't any better with alcohol. It's not as restful. So I'll do it more. And yeah, I was self-medicating, and I'm, I'm actually, like, not drinking much at all these days. Started with a sober October kind of deal, but... I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm still, like, I'll still take an edible every once in a while. But let's, not, like, let's not get ridiculous. But even that, like, I'm notorious for married taking too much time together. Also no shame, no judgment. Like, I'm not going to judge anybody, but I think if you're using it as a crutch, okay. then it at least demands a little bit of like why am i using it like this uh -huh. i'm not saying anybody has people make their own decisions like you do what you need to do but i think you, it's if, important like you said to like, right now and you've got to stop and reevaluate what you're doing with it and right, what exactly like if, it's helping if it's not from a place like if you're not choosing it intentionally anymore and it's just this is a tool this is a crutch just check in with why and do you like that is that okay is that the best plan for you right now maybe it is maybe Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to deal with this in two months, but I got to get through like this. Great. Like you do. Which you. is how I started with it. Like I started using THC when I had 
very bad adenomyosis for my hysterectomy. And it was quite helpful with that and with the stress and anxiety of being home with the kids all the time during the pandemic. One a week or two where I'm like, you know what, during the week, weekend, because I still need to, especially as, as a healer, I need to be able to feel what I need to feel, at least enough to discern. And I'm very big on, I can't end all my emotion, all my feeling, or that's going to end. Yeah. So there's a point where it helps. That's one thing that it helps a lot with. A lie. A spiritual person. It really helped. It helped me into a space where process a lot where you can yeah i think it's intention right are you choosing it or are you just letting it choose you know walking the dog or is the dog walking you exactly that's what it is yeah yeah that's for me those are a lot of the biggest signs it's like oh this is not just run-of-the-mill anxiety this isn't just like adhd meds need a little adjusting it's something more when all those things start to creep up And I think for other people, you might notice if I'm sending less TikToks or text messages, I might be a little burnt out that it's like, I'm seeing the TikTok. Don't worry, I'm still looking at them. I'm still going through TikTok and spending hours there a day. But it just feels too overwhelming to open my text messages and share them. That might be a sign. Because it's going to be a reminder of all the things I haven't done and I can't begin to process that yet. I think it's important if you have a good network around you, someone asks you like, you're not sending me you're only sending me like three tiktoks a day not like teen or whatever like the tiktoks are more concerning than normal <laughs> yeah. saying like, hey are you good yeah because chances are i think a lot of us are in that regard and i think that we would get better a lot faster if we were a little bit more vulnerable with each other and i think one of the things we want to ask is like how we move out of that space but for me, that's that is the start. Being like, I'm okay right now, and maybe saying it aloud to someone so that they can. I have the accountability of someone checking in with me and being like, "All right, that you're not all right. So let's. What do we have to do to bring you?" I mean, that's like such a good point. Jimmy and I were talking earlier today. There was no school today here because it's election day. Which oh, I'm okay. just like, these kids are never in fucking school. But he was home today also, so we, I just, I wasn't doing great today. I'm like, I'm ovulating too, so it's like a whole like mental piece going on there with that part of my cycle. Stupid. But I'm too old for this. This needs to stop. Opt out. Like, can I just flip that switch and be like, you don't need to ovulate anymore. We're done here. We're done with the babies. But no, and I was just like, I just, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. Things feel really hard and I feel like there's so much that I can't even bring myself to say out loud of things I'm feeling because I the process of putting the words together feels exhausting and scary and I don't want even to bring it up and he was like what could you bring up one thing can you like say one thing out loud like would that make it like let's just like one of them I couldn't say it out loud I just showed him a picture, actually. And I was like, I think my vitiligo is spreading to my face. And I showed him the picture. And I was like, this is what I'm worried about. And it did get easier after saying that one thing that I was like, oh. I know this isn't like a th- on par with a human genocide, right? I get it. 
but all those things are bottled up in my brain together and they all feel equally scary and there's no way to begin to process them at the scope that they deserve and just being vulnerable and saying that one thing to like I he's the person most in the world that I'm vulnerable with and like even in these moments of burnout I was just like I can't do it I can't say it I can't say why I feel scared or what's bothering me but what if I could say one thing and I helped a little bit something off of your shoulders share it right and you don't yeah and that was the key there is like, I can't do anything about this right now if my vitiligo is spreading onto my face and like there's like history there because I always said that I'm never going to really try to seek any sort of treatment for vitiligo until it like unless it goes to my face and, like that's where it bothers me and I've been saying that for 15 years so of course like now that I'm seeing this I'm like oh my god what am I even supposed to do so there is that I'm like in that moment what am I going to do I'm not going to go. I can't go to my dermatologist. There's nothing I can do about it right there. I'm not looking for a solution. Yeah. I just needed to say it and like verbalize it and be like, all right, like I said the words and it's okay. Like I lived through that moment and it just, it helps it feel a little lighter. And maybe even if you can't say the words, can you send a picture? Can you show somebody a picture of something? And you don't have to find the words just yet. Everybody can vocalize things the same way and that could be expressed. I will encourage you, like, if you feel like you are just not point, I always say, like, you go back to basics, honey. Strip your shit back until you are doing only what you can manage to do. Until you can get to a point where you're, like, ready to make changes to your day-to-day that are less stressful for you peel everything back to the basics it's so hard to prioritize too i know i was saying it was hard to prioritize in my brain the stressors but like it's hard to prioritize everything when you're in that place will tell you right now your priorities are sleep eat and yes i would love for you to eat healthy foods but if all you can eat is a protein shake and stop at taco bell and get a taco oh hell yeah beautiful beautiful don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't need. I know also eating for me is like a very, when I'm feeling really burnt out, I get a ton of food aversions. I said tacos and protein shakes because that's my safe stuff. That's the stuff like even when everything is awful, I get that. Don't worry about. Yeah. Idealize like ideal numbers of macros and who cares? Eat. Yeah. So get your sleep. Your Take kids your are meds. Eating everything that's orange because all they will eat is chicken nuts and fries and like and mac and cheese mac and cheese beautiful fine at least don't worry don't worry about the vitamins don't worry about take your meds take your fucking meds oh my god if you have mental health meds take your meds i know let me tell you i can't believe i lied to you like that because one of the (gasps) first things that i forget about i forgot all about this again literally as we speak the first thing that happens to me is i start to forget to take and then i'll be like damn a bitch is extra weepy. And then I'll be like, oh, maybe because you have to. The number of like... times I accidentally put myself into withdrawal when I was taking an SSRI. And I yeah. would be like, oh, I haven't taken that in like four days. And I'm getting brain zaps. And oh. I want to die. It's like that Elsa ornament that's like dying. It's like that's like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Take your medication. Try take your medication earlier. Even so. if you cannot fall asleep, lay Even your then. body down. Close your eyes. Yes. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to. It sounds so romantic. Your body down. 
And it is romantic because it is a moment of deep love for yourself. Turn off the lights, put on comfortable clothes, lay down and close your eyes. If you can't sleep, you can't sleep. That's fine. You're still resting. Put on an audiobook. Listen to a pod- experience for yourself. Listen to too. a podcast. Listen, Listen to, to the latest podcast. episode of the Healing Happy Hour. But yes, you still need rest, even if it's not sleep. I tell I yell at my kids that all the time. I don't know if it's true, if it still counts, but my mom used to say that to me too. And I think that was her just trying to get me to lay my ass down. But I still believe it. Like even if you're not gonna sleep, it still counts to rest and close your eyes. I it's crucial. And sometimes that's all you can get. Like, I something in the middle of the day, I'm exhausted. I just need to lay on my couch for 20 minutes just to have some stillness. I saw TikTok the other day where the girl was like, she gets overwhelmed. She just lays on the ground, like, in, in her house somewhere. And I get it. It is grounding. It is grounding for you to do that. I think part of it is the sensory experience. When you eat something that is delicious to you in the most comfortable thing that, without tags and without... The softest thing to think of after most warm bath. Change the sheets on your bed. Get in freshly made bed. God, that sounds so nice. I know well, thinking about my bed as it's it also admittedly it does sound overwhelming too. Like the idea of shit, that's a lot of steps to get that. And I think maybe tomorrow I'll feel better prepared for that because hopefully I'll be on the other side of this horrible. Just do one moment. of them. Do but do all of yes. them. Can you just take a shower? Oh, my God. And brush your teeth. And you know what? Yes, your ideal daily hygiene, right? You're going to brush your teeth two or three times a day. You're going to wash your face in the morning. You're going to do your whole skincare routine at night. You're going to do a beautiful shower. You're going to shave your legs. If you're in this place that is not accessible to you, can you brush your teeth once? Can you just wash your body? Don't wash your hair in the shower. What's the simplest piece that you can do to just take Uh, that first step of ever your basics are by yeah bit by bit maybe tomorrow you will feel well enough to put on clothes put on an outfit and not like a fancy outfit maybe just your favorite t-shirt and a pair of jeans yeah you know what i mean moms here are gonna say just change your underwear just put on some clean panties and brush your teeth listen that's it i'm gonna tell you what no shade to anybody I'm going to do is wash my ass every day. I'm going to wash it. For me, water is very symbolic. Also, I love to be clean. It's energetic for me. But nothing will make me more delighted. Bomb-ass shower. And if I have the time and energy for it, like drawing myself a ball, mm. a shower will make me feel new every it, time. It is, It's like yes. the only thing sometimes I get my teeth and my shower. I don't have any hair. So fuck it. Right. I remember like very early days of parenting for me. I got the tip from, I don't even know who the hell it was, but it was like, just put, if like the kids are crazy, if they're having a day, like just put them in some water. It doesn't matter what it is. Put them in the bathtub, take them to the beach, go to the pool, like whatever it is, just put some, just add water. But water is so powerful. So that's not just for kids. That's for us. That's true. I'm having a moment. if I'm trying to work through something in my head, I'm going to I'm just going to take a shower because I swear to god the ideas like that unlock as soon as water hits my brain. There's something powerful there. But yeah. Last I was because what water is the mother, water is god. I feel like there's a lot to benefit from immersing yourself if you can. And it's funny I I remember just doing with Javi both of the boys when I was like I don't know what else to do for the next 2 hours. Back to 
and they loved it. They never complained about it. There so are some glow sticks in the bathtub. Oh my god, what are the best ideas ever! Yeah, it's like you a fucking brave. Literally, we call it a magic shower here at our house. Ooh, we call it a disco bath. Turn the lights off. Throw some glow sticks in the bathtub. And it's sometimes I put their tablet night. there, and I'm like, "Look at your tablet while I like while I right. lay across your bed and Drop just like, vibe for a second. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary. And like in the shower, I often do. Of course, I'm always going to try to do my energy work as well. Mm-hmm. So I do recitations in the shower to yeah. cleanse my spiritual body, my energetic body as well. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm in the shower. Is that that scared? I don't know. Oh, that's like the perfect time. I'm like the iPhones are so resilient for water now that like I bring my phone in there with me. Whatever. Yeah. And speaking of water and like what can we narrow down the priorities to and shaking it off? Drink some water. Oh my god. Can you drink? Um, can you drink a little less coffee? I'm not gonna like begrudge anybody their morning. Like you do what you need to do. Like, maybe you don't need quite as much coffee. And when I say you, I mean me. Like, maybe I don't need a third cup of coffee with my Vyvanse. Because Girl, I learned the hard lot. way. Eat this a lot. Take, I guess it's take my Ritalin and have a second cup of coffee to time it. If I haven't had coffee by 9 o'clock, I it. And especially if you're, like, not on the best schedule of taking your meds and you're taking those a little too late. I swear to God, it's like a third cup of coffee and the Vyvanse they just hit at the same time in my brain and I feel like they're like at some like German rave in like the mid 90s and they're like and it's just like my all my brain cells are just like these little like himbos that are just like yes exactly yeah I should drink less coffee and just like a little more just water it's so good I've been drinking a lot of water and different I don't drink juice anymore. I used to drink a lot of juice before I was pregnant. I want like a treat. I will myself. I have made pink drink. Shout out to Melanie for showing me how to make Wait, homemade. Pink how do you drink. do this? Are you at liberty to share it? I I can't. I like to buy the strawberry cranberry ocean spray or whatever it is. I mean, Trader Joe's has a version. Target has a version. You buy vanilla coconut. Okay. Is that all it is? Or coconut milk, like sweetened from Target or wherever. A splash yeah. of vanilla. You get your ratio just right. And you give it a little shake. It's, it's so good. I'm going to try this. I'm going to have to go grocery shopping tomorrow. I'm, I think I'm going to do a grocery order. But I'm going to try that. Please that do. feels like it's a delicious. treat. Yeah. I like The coconut milk is like truly what makes it. That's what does it. Yeah. There's something so wonderful about I've it. I've done it with mango juice, too. And that was also bomb. I'm like, I am here to represent the sensitive stomach tummy trouble girlies. And I can't have a lot of juices anymore because I get really bad reflux. And I had to cut out orange juice like a long time oh, ago. Oh, And man. I miss it. It's almost worth it. Half the time. Bummer. But... But a big, like a big cold glass of like fresh squeezed orange juice with extra pulp. Oh, I'm an extra pulp girly. Extra pulp. Yeah. I like my brother when he was little, he used to call them feathers in his orange juice. He would be like, That's why so does this cute. juice got feathers in it? Um, I love the feathers. Oh, so really? good. Because it gets like yeah. all in my teeth. And my- I love it. I can't have it anyway. But if I were to go to hell with myself and just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend three days in absolute agony with this reflux. 
it would be extra pulp. Wild. Yeah. No way. Yeah, like, Mine would be pasta like a, sauce, but it's like a meal. It's a whole fucking meal in a glass. Juice. <laughs> meat. Pulp meat. Delicious. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I like a lot of fiber with my juice. Okay. Mm. I like it to be fiber. Meal off. Yeah. Fibrous. Um God. another way to shake it off, I don't know what this is, but I was in it. And yesterday, like, it really all came to head for me. So I'm so glad we're talking about this today. There was a puzzle that my kids had. It was, like, a 60-piece puzzle. And it, like, it must have exploded in my house. There was just pieces all over the place. I couldn't find them all. I couldn't even find the box that was, like, telling me how many pieces were in the puzzle. So I had to, like, sit down and do it. I got 60. It was 60 pieces in the end. And it was, like, a little scavenger hunt, too, because I kept not being able to find all the pieces. So I would have to, like, look in different places and... What did the two-year-old stick in her backpack and left in a trunk? I found some in like the pots and pans drawer. But doing that puzzle was very Joyful. helpful. Yes, it felt really good, and it wasn't. It was a children's puzzle. Let's not let's not get wild here. Um, it was for like a five-year-old, but it felt really good. And I think it was just like the mental shift of being like, I need to put some concentration to this, at least to be able to like find all the pieces. A focused like, task. Yeah, yeah, it changed the task that my brain was focusing on. And, uh, yeah, do a children's puzzle, apparently. Or, I don't know, maybe you could just do an adult puzzle, if you I, want. We did a lot of puzzles during the pandemic. I'm so sad that I fell off from that, because I love I love puzzles. Oh, my God, this cat right She's... That cat is full-on hugging you. So, hi, honey. Oh, what an angel. Oh my god. She is saying that if you want to shake off some burnout, smuggle with a pet. I do. I she harass is... the shit out of her during the day. But she also does this to me like on Zoom calls with my boss. She loves it. Wait, this reminds me of Birdie when I was putting her to bed tonight though. That her new thing is she'll be like, more cuddle, more cuddle. And I'm like, you want more cuddles? And usually that means like she also wants to talk and chat. And so I was like, okay, more cuddles. And she like cuddles in and I was like, did you have a good bath tonight? And she looks up at me like, like she had cuddled into my chest and she like sat herself up so she could look me in the eye and she just goes, shh, and then laid back down. She was her. like, shut up. We're cuddling. Her. We're not talking. I was like, all right, that's a vibe. I love her. She is a spirit birdie bird. I was just like, you right, girl. You right. I'll, I'll shh. She was stop no talking. girl. Don't speak. We don't have anything to say in this moment. She's. Like, I don't need to hear your voice. I just wanted your cuddles, and I respect that. That that's a good one. Thank you, kitty cat. That's a good one. Snuggle with a furry friend. Yeah, snuggle. Or talk to a human friend. Or snuggle that's, a human friend. Snuggle. Get real romantic with this. Yeah, it's you do get like the toast and release of being with another person. Yes, calm and blissful feelings from contact, and that's oh, that reminds me. This like fine. Jamie gave me this book called Burnout, and one of the things that you mentioned hugging someone or doing that snuggling for a certain amount of time. One of those really good ones where rock forth a little bit, mm. and you settle into it. It almost feels weird. Don't let me go, but try to push that hard. Yeah. Oh, like when it feels awkward, there are really beautiful benefits to moving past that awkwardness and using that human touch to reset our nervous system. We're built for that. We're built for that connection. Does it have you know? to be like just romantic though, or could it no, be like not at all? 
hey, more power to you. That's what you're looking for and you get it. But like, just you meet with a friend and you feel comfortable. Everybody likes to have like physical contact in their ways. If that's not your thing, don't push through it. Right. For me, physical touch is one of my love languages for sure. And actually, one of the things I always say is, oh, it gives you, don't pull away first. Allow them to use mm-hmm. if they're done. And I noticed that, like, when I do that, they do take their time. There's, like, this music, whatever. I'm like, that's so sweet. I'm very by that. And I realize I do that. There is a moment. It's just so nice to feel more than someone else. It's, like, that's it's thing, filling up it. the love tank. That's the visual I always had for it. I was like, you just need to fill up your love tank. And sometimes you're, you only need a little bit. Like, if you think of it like a gas tank, like, maybe you're on, like, three quarters. So you just need, like, a quick hug to get in there. If you're feeling a little depleted, it's going to take a little bit longer to fill it up. I like that. Crystal, the best thing in my life. That's a big statement. One of the best things in my life happened yesterday, though. I didn't even tell you about it. Nate came home from school and he was like, today we watched a video in gym. I was like, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing in school that they're watching videos in gym. (laughs) Whatever. Doesn't matter. It was about the constellations. And he was like, and we learned that, do you know who made up some of the constellations stories? And I was like, who? And he's like, the ancient Greeks. And I was like, Stop. what are you telling me? And I was like, do you? Like, go on. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, there's all the gods and like they're named in the constellations and there's stories for all them. And I was like, yes, there is. So we opened the door to greek mythology yesterday <laughs> we watched so many videos then we found this kid's book like an ebook on epic like reading app that they use oh, at their yeah. schools there was like novels about the little gods like when they were kids they what? like t- took all these stories down let me go to amazon for, right like, now an hour reading these stories we had so much fun and we were just cuddling and reading and like talking about the stories we talked about like our we you know i like ran with this opportunity and we were talking about the different zodiac signs and he was really excited because one of the first stories he heard was persephone which you know is my jam but Uh. nate and i are both virgos and virgo is the same as persephone it's like the same mythology and story and he was so excited about this and he was like, oh, my gosh, like that's our sign. And Persephone brings the spring and brings life. So we're like the life bringers because he was like all caught up that Dominic is an Aquarius, which is the water bringer. Like, well, what do we bring? And then he was like, it's spring. We bring the life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I love I like, it's so cool. I love how it all relates. And maybe because like I leans to such mystic stuff, mystic related stuff. I love this story so much. And yeah. I, I love when the kids are like, oh, my God. And then I learned that Javi took out Greek mythology twice. Some things in the Amazon cart for yes, Christmas. Yes, I'll send you the link to the book that we were reading. It's so cute, though. It's like this story is like nine-year-old Zeus goes to God school to learn how to tame his powers and control them. Like, he meets all these other people there and Sidon's there and it's like his big brother who's like a teacher there it's very cute but it's a nice little introduction I love yes. yes so yes that cuddling and reading and like talking about this stuff it really was a noticeable effect and it was like sharing something Connection. that I, I think it was like a bunch of things that converged there right so it was like reading and like getting into a story and narrative 
it was sharing something that's of interest to me and like hits a really happy place in my heart and my memory. It was the physical touch of being with another person cuddled up together. It was all these wonderful things coming together in one moment. And that was a nice way to shake off a little bit of all of it. I'm glad that you did with your yeah. baby. With your I'm baby. glad that he has seen the light. This Greek mythology. Greek mythology will be his Roman Empire. I have a feeling that he is he's in it for the long haul. And I'm going to force him to stay in it as long as I possibly can. And right. Even yeah. our Wi-Fi is named after Grace of the Greek mythology. I love that. Our Animal Crossing Island is named after Yeah, so we're all cute. about it here, too. Speak, doing those things to connect with self and bring ourselves to center. I just throw out the action items to speak should be. Yes, action items, challenges, all in one. I just see where these things show up for you in your emotional body. And in your physical body, what are, can you take some time to identify what things look like when you are nearing? What do you feel like when you are burned out? What are you, how do you operate? What are some of the telltale signs? And just be very intentional about checking in with yourself daily basis. Even the night before you fall asleep, say, mull over your day to the what could I have done differently? How did you feel? Just give yourself some time and attention the same way like you would ask others, like, how was your day? How was my day-to-day? What can I yeah. scale back on that's related to, like, work? Like, where can I pour my energy or how can I, like, reroute my energy back to myself a little bit? And how that good for me? Yeah, and... If you live with somebody or if you have a close network, you can also ask them. If you don't even know, you can ask, hey, I've been going through it a little bit. (laughs) Have you noticed anything like in my behavior, like anything I should be aware of? If you're not going to start, turn that into a fight. (laughs) It's like, "Ah, actually, you've been a big bitch lately. Maybe that's not the way to do it. But at a less intense moment, you can always ask and be like, "Are are there signs that you're picking up on? And just check out with your eating, drinking, making sure that you're treat yourself like a toddler. Yeah. Did you eat? What are the what's the baseline survival pieces that you need to here? basics. Peel that shit all the way back to the core. What do you have to do? What can be set aside for a moment while you get your bearings and get your strength? Your mental strength and your physical strength back up so that you're not like hit by a stretch and operate at the same pace. Yeah. And at some points, that's going to mean that things like exercise, things like movement, like they might take a backseat and that's okay. They also might be some of the first things that you need to bring back in when you have capacity because they're important for your mental health. But there's time for it later. Get through the day, get your rest, get what you need to do. If you need to be working your job to pay your bills, then that's going to be a priority. And do is that how we want to be spending time no of course not but treat it like a basic treat it like a priority clock in get paid pay your bills eat your food that's it do the best you can and again be gentle with yourself actually drop actually drop in the show notes 
burnout book that I referenced. Oh, earlier. yeah, that sounds good. I want to read that. Um, along with another resource or two, if you are the reading type, that I think will help. Oh, I hope that what it does is change the narrative around rest, something that like you'll do if you have time to something that really is your right, is I think it will hopefully help you rebel in the way that like if your rebellion is no longer working myself to shreds i am going to state more of these boundaries around my life to protect energy and my time prioritize my rest i'm hoping that it will encourage and like that is a full circle thing to say because that brings me back to what you're saying about millennials really being seen in a different way than what we deserve because the second we started to throw up some boundaries coming out of COVID that we were like, you know what? This is not going to be my whole life. I'm not going to give you my whole life and all my intention. People are like, it's quiet quitting. You're such slackers. And it's like, all right, go fuck off. But like, yeah, put up some boundaries. That's okay. You should. It should not yeah. be your whole life. Oh, by the way, quiet quitting is not a thing, y'all. Fuck no. out. No. I hate the whole quiet conversation. Quitting conversation. That's annoying. Everybody should quiet quit then, if that's what it is. Everybody should have more boundaries. I got a guide for you. (laughs) (laughs) In the show notes, Crystal's Guide to Quiet Quitting. Stop. Stop working. Don't do anything. No, just kidding. Don't do that. Look at, but just look at your job description. You know, the one that you are being paid in accordance with. There you go. Look at that job description. Yes. And finally, at some point in time, we have to do the the deep and heavy work of untying our identity to our work. Yes. We do need to do that. Our capitalistic work. Deep burnout. Maybe not the time for that. Later. Later. Worry about it later. Yeah. Right now, again, just just peel. Take care of yourself. Body as gently as you can. You don't need to go on a 10-mile run. Stretch the upper half of your body down and stretch your spine out. Sometimes that's oh all you manage. Do a downward dog. Can't do that. That's cool too. Massage your own damn feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I love this. I'm glad that I feel even better just talking about this. And I know. I really do too. I feel like I'm like actually coming out of this burnout a little bit just by this yeah. conversation. So uh, we this whole episode there. is a long explanation as to why we haven't had an episode in two weeks. By the way, but it's true. We're burned out. And because we said that we were not going to like, if we were tired, we were not going to push it. This is the love letter to these things that we're trying to instill and these habits that we're trying to form. So it's really hard. Sometimes that means unapologetically taking a break. Does that mean that your type A Virgo girly over here felt no guilt or shame about it? Absolutely not. I was definitely feeling very guilty. And every time somebody was like, was there a new episode this week? I didn't see it. I was like, <laughs> it'll be, it'll come next week. Um, or I wake up in the morning and be like, another day that you didn't record. <laughs> we were tired. And is the resistance burning yourself out? It's just knowing that we will get back to it. And then you don't want to hear us anyway. No, I keep, I keep thinking like if we had recorded as planned our last episodes, I don't think they would have been. Anything worth listening to. So, even more so than usual, our nonsense. <laughs> Listen, if nothing else, 
be delightful, but we're not going to depress further. Yeah. Glad we got to talk about this and i hope that if you are if you're in stage of burnout right now i hope you find your footing again and speak yeah. to yourself and tell us too what are your ways to shake out of this burnout what are your signs of feeling it share that on the instagram stuff we'll be posting throughout the week do share because it will it not only helps you identify that within yourself but it really will help other people who maybe can your your words will give them a little bit more of the language to see it within themselves so share it well you can always find us at healing happy hour pod on tiktok and instagram you can find me at glow up inside out on instagram as well crystal where can they find you for now find me on instagram at temple honey healing i'd love to hear from you yay and maybe a rebrand at some point but for now temple honey healing so it'll work yeah look for it around the new year mark Oh, New Year, New Me. Oh, I love you. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at the Healing Happy Hour. Subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We're dropping wisdom and foolishness every Thursday, and we want you here with us. See you next week.